0: you have been chosen for your humor and talent to add a chapter to the chapters project the idea is to add a chapter and then send it on here are the rules read what has been written write the next chapter don't worry about the style or choices of the person that came before you just do what makes you laugh then choose someone else and send it on to them to write the next chapter. And don't forget to CC me. I'm keeping track of it, but I will not read it until we read it live every week on the Chapters Project podcast. Welcome all buddies to the Chapters Project. We are on chapter eight. I am Rebecca Sage Allen, and I am here with Katie Nansen. Hi, Chapsticks. And Martin Garcia.
1: May I ask who's calling?
0: Oh, back before caller ID, you <laughs> had to verify who was on the line.
1: We were talking about malls earlier, so I went all the way back to the 80s. Oh,
0: yes. Do you have a defunct mall where you live? <clears throat> uh, I all, certainly uh, do. Yeah.
1: Well, I was just in Austin recently, and there's Barton Creek Mall used to be the one, it used to be Highland Mall. And then they built Barton Creek Mall South. Where I lived, and that was our mall, and Barton Creek Mall is there, it's still there, but not Highland. Highland is Ooh, gone. What is,
0: what is the flagship store there?
1: Right now, hmm. um, let's see. I think I think Macy's.
0: Oh, that's not bad because my hometown mall, I think the flagship store is the Bonton. I don't
1: know what that the, is.
2: The Bon-ton. The Bonton? I don't Bon-ton.
0: know. I think it's the Bonton. I haven't. It's called the Coventry Mall or it's now called the norco mall or it used to be vice versa i can't remember but i haven't been there in maybe a decade so who knows
1: Mm. yeah barton creek got close to 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 dying
0: yeah yeah katie what about your hometown mall we had well we had
2: two we had crossroads and then we had um college square
0: Ooh. and education
2: Yeah, and they were both awesome. Like in their heyday, they were both like pretty amazing malls. Like now in College Square, because University of Northern Iowa was in my hometown. So College Square, that's what it was called, College Square, it was a college right there. And (laughs) um, they were kind of like, and this isn't like deservingly so, but at the time growing up, they were like the hoity-toity mall, Mm. Um, but they weren't. But like, for some reason they got that reputation and now like it's really i think they have a like a a, a, mo- a very small movie theater there and i th- and like maybe i think their flagship store does still exist but like it used to be like the most beautiful store in the world and i think it's probably not that way anymore oh. so oh, that's too bad
1: oh yeah but they- i don't
2: know like i feel like so much of my perspective about like things growing up are like wow it was amazing And then like, I go back now and see it and I'm like, was this ever as amazing as I thought it was? (laughs) I'm not
0: sure. Well, you've seen the world now, Katie. Yeah.
1: Yeah, wow,
0: yeah. (laughs) How are
1: you gonna gonna keep them on the farm once they see the city?
2: That's true, that's right. Wow. Yeah,
1: Barton Creek Mall. When you say flagship store, that kind of confused me because Barton Creek Mall had like like a major store on like kind of every corner of the Ooh, mall nice bird. Yeah, there was That's like not messing nice. yeah there was there was dillard's foley's yeah. jc penny sears
0: wow do yeah. you guys have Wanamakers?
1: no
2: oh that sounds familiar though is that like a department store yeah
1: Mm-mm. i don't know that
2: we one had, we had dillard's yonkers von mauer von mauer was like the fancy one like that <laughs> yonkers? Yonkers. yonkers. yonkers yeah yonkers and their whole thing they had this commercial from like third grade till like i graduated from high school that like back to school uh their commercial went yonkers yonkers too cool for school <laughs> and it was, <laughs> <laughs> and there was like all of these like kids wearing like rolled up jeans and like benetton sweatshirts like jumping off walls <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh no katie you let la- you sing some song about summer are you ready for the summer? What is that song? I do. You sang it to me once and it made me laugh. And I think about it. <laughs> and a whole lot of messing around. <laughs> what
2: is that? I know that. <laughs> that sounds like something I would do, but I can't think of it right now. But there was another thing in my hometown where we had a theme song for some
0: reason. Your hometown? <laughs> had a song? Yeah, yeah. It's like, called Waterloo by ABBA. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no doubt. I know that's like the
2: best, but they had a song that like would show on like the local news, like a commercial for the town. And, the, and my favorite thing in this commercial or in the song, it goes, she's my Waterloo and she's growing up to be a lady. <laughs> <laughs> what is this? <laughs> the town?
1: How is the to town going to be a lady? I don't know,
2: but they personify the hell out of Waterloo. And she's like, she's <laughs> definitely female, and she's growing up to be a lady. <laughs> Oh, how geez. long
1: does it take a town to become a lady?
2: <laughs> uh, apparently, like at least 150 years, because has <laughs> like, been a town for a while. A <laughs> don't you? It was, and she's growing up to be a lady. Don't you know? She's the reason I come home to. <laughs> and then it just kind of repeats itself about Waterloo growing up to be a lady. But that was the chorus
1: and we're going to take away her reproductive rights oh wait
0: oh wait i'm yeah. sorry
1: i didn't want to get dark there so. oh,
0: no. but wait the reason you come home to waterloo is waterloo She's yeah the reason. the reason
2: i come home to yeah yeah waterloo is the reason you come home to waterloo
1: well that makes sense though kind of <laughs> uh,
2: yeah i guess yeah
0: that was Waterloo's that
1: was... the reason you come to what <laughs> yeah that, i guess
0: Wow. All right. Well, we're going to talk a lot about hometowns, I think, with our guest author this week, who is Robert Stoneback, because he grew up not too far from where I grew up. And currently, I happen to know lives near a very prominent mall in the area that I can't wait to really get into with him. Uh When you were talking about stores, I didn't realize this until I think I was in college, because my name is Rebecca Sage Allen. There's a department chain called Sage Allen. Oh in the Northeast. Whoa. Yeah.
1: Did I know that?
2: Here's something
0: (laughs) (laughs) truly shocking. Yes. Veronica Incognito's son. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Has been taken hostage by Mr. Bamsey and the entire high school that Veronica attended high school with. And she knows this because she got a call from his wimp ass friend billiam while <laughs> she was doing her new job if you'll all remember as a meter maid
1: yeah she was treated badly
0: she sure was so it turns out the next case that might break her was becoming a meter maid a law a traffic uh, parking enforcement officer as we now call them so um, we should give
1: some credit to th- that 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 case was named this early in the story because I don't know if you remember last time. Yes,
0: I mean Ellis, our author last week. Yes, he he didn't drop that; he brought that back. I love that.
1: Yeah, that's great.
0: So all the escape convicts—they're all. I mean, we lost our hobby, Zavi, somewhere along the line, unfortunately, because we've come to fall in love with them through flashbacks. Um, but we lost him, and everybody else is on the island, and her son is taken hostage. Her husband, Mark, is just a cheap motherfucker. And <laughs> we have to see what happens next. He, The last place he was seen was at Slummy Joe's. I think that's where Billiam ended up. And we have to see where this next chapter takes us because this book has not been moving in a very linear way form from chapter to chapter so we could go anywhere any uh predictions
1: omnipotent <laughs> <laughs> i just remember uh, what the word was go. sorry <laughs> well i think we were uh, weren't we kind of uh Last week we were kind of, uh, cause he brought up, oh gosh, what was the thing that he brought up that I was wondering if someone was gonna pick it up? Something about the hand being a weapon, her hand being a weapon.
0: Yes, he did. Remember he was implying that um, just by leaning it on a car, she like fully damaged the car. Yeah. Yes. Oh, her steel, oh no, that's wrong. <laughs> It was at this moment that she realized that she had run her prosthetic hand furiously through the hood of a parked car. Yes. Yep. All right. Yeah. Well, what do you think, Katie? I'm excited to
2: see what's next. I have no predictions. I'm just completely open.
0: Uh, You know what, guys? That's how Katie lives. Yes. For real. For real. real. All right. Well, this week's chapter is written by Robert Stoneback, and you might recognize that last name. It's because Ellis Stoneback, our author last week, claims that this is his twin brother, although we suspect it's Ellis in a wig. We'll find out when we interview (laughs) Robert for our extras this week. He just wanted to write two chapters, and we're sure of it. So, without further ado, the Chapters Project presents Chapter 9.
1: Nine. nine, nine, and I'll be nine, and I'll be reading this week, right? Yeah, I'm reading this week. <laughs> the only anyway, one who has the script? I'm the only one who has the script. Yeah, all right, or the chapter. Oh boy! You can tell we're actors because we say scrapped <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, here we go. <laughs> chapter nine by Robert Stoneback, supposedly. All right. Former detective, current meter maid Veronica Incognito dove headfirst through the window of Slummy Joe's, pulling off a perfectly timed combat roll as she whipped out her gun. Then she was promptly shanked in the back. Ooh. Oh, right, she thought as the memories of this place flooded into her, just as the searing pain flooded into her lower back. It's knife fight Wednesdays. <laughs> <laughs> No guns allowed at Knife Fight Wednesdays. You all know the rules, boomed a woman's voice over a megaphone. Her shout caused the small handful of knife fighters in the wooden ring to instantly freeze in mid-shank. The announcer attached to the voice looked like she had been chiseled out of granite and months-old beef jerky. (laughs) you would think she was just gristle and bone at first but then you look into her eye just the left one the right one was covered by an eye patch with a flaming scorpion on it and you realize this was a woman who would chew up and spit out gandhi if he got in her way and after she had a moment to pry out the dagger from her back which was only the fifth nicest shiv she had been stabbed with at slummy joe's veronica realized she knew the woman and then she realized the woman had realized her realization. <laughs> <laughs> Pennsylvania Red, she said, the words twisting out of her sneer of a mouth. Well, oh, I guess I should reread that. Pennsylvania Red, she said, the words twisting out of her sneer of a mouth. Scorpion Sally, Veronica replied, wincing as she picked herself up off the bar floor, which was sticky with blood and Slummy Joe's infamous dollar pina coladas. Ooh. Yeah. Been a long time since you've been to Slummy Joe's. Must have been, what, 14 years ago? You come back to try your hand in the knife fight ring again? Well, the one hand you left with, at least. It had been so many years since Veronica had last seen Sally, and yet the woman somehow still had the most punchable smile in this tri-state area. What's What, Sally? Still sore that I left? I'm sore that you went back to being a narc, Red. You were the best darn knife fighter in my whole league. We could have hit the big time together. I taught you all my best tricks, the Transylvania two-step, the Carolina Reaper, even my signature move, the merciless Duchess. (laughs) But now, look at you, running after whomever the man tells you. I bet you barely even know how to do a good, clean knife fight anymore. Look, Sally, the days at Slummy Joe's, the Pina Colada benders, even the knife fights, it was all part of the job part of the sting and I did oh, and did I enjoy it sure the taste of pineapple still gets my adrenaline pumping but your dream of having a woman finally win the tri-state underground knife fighting championship well that was never my dream damn it hey watch your potty mouth shouted Sally <laughs> <laughs> I know it's been years since you've been here red but we respect each other in this ring gosh darn it Veronica rolled her eyes and in so doing caught sight of one of the fighters trying to snatch back the Shiv that had been stuck in her back. Veronica casually put him into a half Nelson, never breaking eye contact with Sally. Look, I didn't come here to talk about knife fighting, Sally. Tonight I'm more interested in Fortnite. A hush came over the crowd. The man in the half Nelson let out a small whimper. Listen, he stammered. We don't know nothing about no Fortnite here. We're a strictly knife-fighting and League of Legends crowd. We swear. <laughs> They're not lying, came a voice from the back of the crowded bar, cutting through the crowd of knife-fight knife enthusiasts like a heated cutting implement through a vegetable-based oil spread. Wow, Ooh. very specific. <laughs> they don't know a thing about Fortnite or the gullible kidnapped kids who play it. Veronica recognized that voice, too. All her old ghosts were crawling out of Slummy Joes like the rats out of the bar's pantry. And when the crowd parted around him, she saw exactly the person she was expecting. A lithe, muscular man, bare-chested, wearing a 10-gallon black cowboy hat, tartan kilt, and wooden clogs. (laughs) (laughs) Sure enough, it was Johan the Expositor au Dubois, (laughs) looking exactly the same as he had eight years ago, when she busted him for two counts grand larceny and one count grand monotony. (laughs) (laughs) the knife fighter in veronica's headlock stared at johan as slack-jawed as possible while under the sway of detective incognito's stout biceps hey uh, why do you look like that he asked the sinister look on johan's face immediately melted into a bright smile ah why it would be my pleasure to explain it to you You see, it all started many years ago when I was spending the summer with my grandmother, the one on my father's side. She had lost her favorite knitting needle on a windy autumn day, and my birthday was the next week. And no, Veronica interjected, throwing the headlocked fighter across the room. Scorpion Sally ducked as the man careened over her head and collided with the bottles of bottom shelf coconut milk stored behind the bar. Never ask him why he's doing anything. We'll be here all day. Johan smirked and took a step towards the raised wooden beams that surrounded Slummy Joe's knife-fighting ring. Well, detective, if talking truly isn't your style, perhaps you'd indulge me? At this, he reached into the sporan on the front of his kilt and drew a Renaissance Aero stiletto. Veronica recovered the fifth (laughs) nicest shiv from her back.
0: (laughs) A Renaissance Aero stiletto is... Is a stiletto a knife and i just think a stiletto it's a is heel. a knife okay because <laughs> really, i'm picturing like a, yeah. really, a 1980s pump like yeah that's what i <laughs> okay i'm so glad you said that because that's what i thought it was okay.
1: yeah <laughs> okay. a stiletto is a type of knife and they call they're called stiletto heels because oh. the stiletto heel looks like a sharp knife Interesting. is my is my uh my recollection when i was wearing them oh. all right Veronica recovered the fifth nicest Shiv from her back and inspected it. The blade was made from the jagged edge of a broken rum bottle, duct taped to a Slummy Joe's branded plastic silly straw. It wasn't much of a weapon, but if it would but if it would let her beat Johan and pry answers about David out of him, she would fight a thousand knife fights a thousand knife fight Wednesdays with it. She raised her weapon towards the expositor. All right. And when I win, We'll only talk about what I want to. Everyone clear the ring, bellowed Scorpion Sally through her megaphone. Grudge matches between years-long rivals means everyone else is out. It's Knife Fight Wednesday. You all know the rules. Sally made one last turn towards Veronica before she cleared the ring, locking her one good eye on her former pupil. Then wordlessly, she turned to the bar with the other patrons to grab a dollar pina colada for the match. Now alone with Veronica in the ring, Johan slowly circled around the detective, elegant as ever in his clogs. You should know, he said, raising the stiletto level, raising the stiletto level with Veronica's chest, I had plenty of time to practice knife fighting in prison after you had me locked away. I never lost a match, not even against my cell block's toughest fighter, Jimmy Ten Fingers Doyle, who was only ever called Ten Fingers because once During a chess match, no, no, shut up. Nobody cares about, if Veronica had continued her outburst for even a moment longer, she would have completely missed Johan's stiletto thrust. Instead, she brought up her shiv just in time and the stiletto deflected harmlessly off the glass edge. Johan grinned like a child poking a dead bird with a stick. (laughs) (laughs) Why detective, you need to keep your focus on the fight everything since I'm using the same stiletto forged by my great granduncle who used it in the war to cut his way out of Veronica cut him off this time literally as she stabbed her shiv right between his fingers gripping the blade twisting her weapon and bringing a tiny bit of his ring finger back nobody cares about your backstory Johan it's not nearly as interesting as you think Johan howled with rage at this how dare you that was my favorite finger that was the finger while I was going to wear a father's ring from the old country. Veronica sliced him across his right bicep while he was still whining. You talk this much in prison too, o Dubois? Oh, yes, very much so. With renewed vigor, the expositor lunged towards Veronica, his stiletto outstretched. She had only a moment to dart away, especially with Zavi Javi. <laughs> I said, shut up about wait hobby <laughs> the memory of him suddenly flooded back into veronica his luxurious hair his beautiful left eye his calloused right hand the good times were intoxicating and the bad well he was the only opponent she had lost to in knife fight wednesdays she almost didn't notice when johan darted in close and stabbed her in her shiv hand veronica yowled in pain barely keeping her grip on her weapon ah careful taunted johan Javi's told me all about your little breakup knife duel after he found out you were a cop. You wouldn't want to lose your other hands the same way, would you?
0: Ooh, all right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just found out
1: how
0: she lost her hand.
1: Yes. Recognizing that Veronica's Shiv hand was wounded, Johan brought his stiletto back up to lunge right for her eyeballs. Classic knife fight Wednesday move, Veronica thought. Johan's maniacal grin flashed wide. Why, just think of poor David all alone in his cage down at the island without a mother with hands to tuck him in or a ah! Just as the blade reached her, Veronica parried with her shiv and used Johan's own momentum to drive him towards her, where she kick-flipped off his chest, somersaulted in the air, grabbed a ceiling fan, cut its single rickety chain with her shiv, and brought it crashing down on Johan's head. The crowd gasped. And Scorpion Sally stared in wonder. It was a perfectly executed, merciless duchess.
0: Yes.
1: Nice. And they nice. winded from that most remarkable feat of knife fighting. That is the mercil- merciless, winded from that most remarkable feat of knife fighting. That is the merciless duchess. Veronica staggered to her feet and looked across the ring to her opponent. To her amazement, Johan was slowly crawling out from beneath the wreckage of the fan almost almost had me detective he tossed his black cowboy hat to the ground next to him a large fan blade still lodged within it oh no realized veronica his hat must have taken most of the impact for him grimacing with pain the expositor brought his stiletto up and attempted to drive it right into veronica's face his rage made him sloppy, though, and instead Veronica brought up her right hand just in time for the blade to meet the ludicrously hard plastic of her prosthetic hand, shattering the Eau Dubois heirloom. Ooh, Ooh, see? Letting out an enraged shout, Johan pushed Veronica away, leaving him clutching the hilt of his family's weapon. Looking at her through a mix of tears and fury, he picked up what was left of the weapon and charged at Veronica. You bitch! And then a metal bar stool thrown from outside the ring hit the back of his head, knocking him out cold. No foul language at knife fight Wednesdays, bellowed Scorpion Sally. You all know the rules. Veronica had a few moments to collect herself before Sally walked over and shoved a pina colada at her. Here, drinks on me, winner. Veronica wiped the shiv off Johann's kilt and put it into her belt, then took the drink from her former knife fighting coach. Huh? This is kind of like what you'd do when I'd win a fight back in the day. Yup, replied Sally, lighting a match on the bottom of Johan's clog and bringing it to a hand-rolled cigarette in her mouth. (laughs) I reckon it is kind of like that red. She took a long puff, then crouched down and blew the smoke right into the unconscious Johann's face. Nice merciless duchess, by the way. I didn't think you still had it in you. And nice trick with your prosthetic. Wish you had that when you fought Hobby Zobby. Sally paused. I... Blamed myself when you lost to him. Sorry I wasn't a better teacher, Red. Well, you're not the only one who could have done better, Sal. Slummy Joe's is just kind of a place for regrets, said Veronica. Mine was Javi Zavi. She took a long drink of her pina colada and the taste of pineapple and coconut immediately re-upped her adrenaline. And suddenly she was reminded of something. The expositor had expositioned. <laughs> 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 uh. Uh. <laughs> island he was going on about an island that bastard language her old coach hissed and think for a minute would you this joker whomever sent him you know it was because he knew that johan would blab to you and then you would know what johan knew and isn't that exactly what whomever wants you to know veronica considered her former mentor's words of wisdom it took several moments but she got there Okay, yeah, you're right, Sal. <laughs> <laughs> but that doesn't change much. I have to find your kid, David, right? Yeah, you're not the first to stake your son's future on knife fight Wednesdays. Scorpion Sally glanced over her shoulder at the patrons who were crowding around Johan's unconscious body and taking turns trying on his cowboy hat and practicing southern drawls. Oh, I guess I got the wrong oh,
0: answer. <laughs>
1: it was the the eastern european southern back to the beginning (laughs) (laughs) don't think you'll get too much more out of johan well nothing useful at least but i think i know the island he's talking about veronica the exhilarating taste of pineapple still in her mouth grabbed her mentor by the shoulders where where sal you have to tell me not here sal's voice was a whisper the boys here love to gossip i know a safer place Meet me out back in five minutes and I'll take you there. Sally walked past the men crowded around Johan, stopping briefly to spit on the, expo- the expositor's face before heading towards the bar to clean up. And hold on to that shiv red, she said over her shoulder. You'll probably need it. The end.
0: Woo!
2: All right. Oh birds. Yes. That yeah,
1: it was the action-packed chapter.
2: That, yeah, it was. That was like a very, very active chapter.
1: Yes. Like very visual.
2: Very.
1: We, got a, we got an action movie on our hands.
2: Yeah, a real life fight.
1: Yeah.
2: Fight have been referenced, sure. And little, little punches no, yes. here
0: and there, but I don't think we've ever had a real fight. And I and I loved Seeing her do those cool moves because I feel like I've been waiting for that this whole time. Yeah. To see her do a backflip off of somebody's back up into the ceiling fan to cut off the one thing keeping it on the ceiling.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know,
0: it is- yeah. Yeah. Like we've always been told,
2: like in in both threads, it's been like, she's a badass. She's awesome you know she's so good at her job but we've never really seen her be good at her job we've just kind of seen that she thinks that she's really good at her job so this is this is the first time that we've actually seen like a glimpse of like oh maybe she is maybe she is competent
0: yeah by the way i think a great um cop team show would be called gristle and bone <laughs> yeah. on gristle on and bone. Gristle has a bone to pick with bone.
2: And I'm about- both female. Yes. Gristle and bone, yes. like Cagney and Lacey.
1: And How and about- gristle is just like one huge piece of fat. <laughs>
2: the other one's crazy skinny.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um ah. <laughs> one's fat, one's too skinny. <laughs> gristle but both of them are great cops. You can um, try and chew
1: me out, but I'm not gonna get digested.
0: <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh no. We've gone too far. So this <laughs> Johan character is an enigma to me because he has on a kilt and a cowboy hat and clogs. Clogs.
1: That's why I went that's why I went Eastern European. Yeah, but his
0: last name is French, but Johan is what? Like Swedish or Danish? But it's kinda
1: like it's kinda like Irish French it's eau dubois
0: oh it's eau dubois the water of dubois
1: (laughs) (laughs) no like the o like the letter o apostrophe dubois i thought it was eau nah Um, it's O, like the letter letter.
0: oh my gosh all right this guy well okay well i can't wait to talk to the author and see you know how he created this character
1: i love this though because people can tell that we don't ever read these until we actually
0: (laughs) because we're like sitting
1: here. No, I thought that. So I think it is like, we honestly do not look at these until we tape. True story. Yep.
0: All right. Well, my friends, I had just said in the intro, they never are linear. This was linear. We went right from one to the other. And so I, I, our next week's author is Brian Shortall. We are back to some people we know and here's what we know about Brian. Anything is possible <laughs> with this chapter. Absolutely <laughs> anything is possible. Yep. So we will make no predictions. We will be surprised by whatever comes at us. And uh, please listen in on Wednesday when we talk to Ro- Robert Stoneback, the quote unquote brother of last week's author Emma Stoneback. <laughs> And as always, please subscribe so you never miss an episode. And please also reach out on Instagram, Chapters Project Podcast. Um, We have some pictures of people we've talked about, references we've made. The authors, are you like, what does this author look like? Well, guess what? Go to Instagram and you'll see it.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Good. It's a deal. Yeah. All right, everybody. And if you're angry, go there, too. Oh, boy. Yeah. You have some thoughts? (laughs) You want to get out? Well, listen. You can vent on our page. Please. Please. We vent here. Vent on our page. Mm -hmm. We love you guys. We will see you next week. Bye. Bye,
2: Bye. y'all.